0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders. I am your host Al Mega, CEO of Comic Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me hint this is your boy Almega? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Yeah, I am back with the live shows after a one-month break. And what? I'm gonna do it up with a man that is killing it on Kickstarter today with an amazing project that has only seven days to go, folks. I mean, but this is a fire project ever since I laid eyes on this book. Terminus Veil, folks. I mean, been impressed now my man is back with volume one long kickstarter right now all right we're gonna learn about this book we're gonna learn about the future of the book and what else he's got coming because he's just an amazing creator let me introduce the one uh, the owner, mr jack Hess. Wait, what? me?
1: <laughs> what's good how was good man happy to be here bro
0: no thanks for coming through and chit chat about your amazing project yo that, that that gorgeous book that's out there you know Kicking the, the the crap out of the Kickstarters for real because, wow, folks, you know what I mean? He, he was looking for a $4,000 goal, folks, and he has achieved over 11,288 wonderful backers with seven days to go. Man, that is fire, fire, fire. I know you're excited.
1: Oh, man, I'm super excited, man. This has just been a, a great experience overall on Kickstarter, seeing it, and all the success has been awesome, man
0: fantastic So, all right so let's reel it back you know and let's start digging to the origins of mr jack harris first up so since this is my first time interviewing you i know johnny's had you you know twice already over outside the panels a big shout out to my man the machine check out his podcast outside the panels of undercover capes amazing so so let's get started where are you originally from and what was the first love in fandom you ever had
1: oh man so i'm Born in a little city outside of Cleveland, Ohio, called Lorraine, but I didn't live there very long. I've lived majority of my life on the east side of Atlanta, basically Decatur, Stone Mountain. So just Georgia is what I call home. But, but Fandom, man, I would say the first, it's, it's between, I would say, video games and comics. I had that Sega Master System when I was probably like five, five years I old, I used that's to that's love them the original one. So yeah, I had that, but then my comics too, man, they were right around there. You know, I remember my dad gave me a silver server comic. It was like one of the first ones he, he gave me on um, So yeah, man, like comics. I've been reading them for, you know, since, since I could read, I probably, you know what I
0: mean? Awesome. Hey, listen, that, that's helped us comic geeks a lot, especially those that have been it for the for a long time. That's why we, we love this so much. All right. So, in and, and, and that geekdom of yours, growing up with the Sega Master System and comics, did you have a tribe, or, or, or were you kind of a dolo kid in your in your geekdom?
1: I was a dolo kid for most of my geekdom, but then I, I when I came to Georgia, my, I had a cousin out here, and me and him just loved comics, man. We loved Image, everything Image was doing at the time: Wildcats, Grifter, Backlash, Wetworks. We were just we was trading each other's comics, reading them all. Like we knew, I, I think we we probably had almost everything Wildstorm put out at one point.
0: So. I, I yeah, I mean, who didn't during that era? For real, Yo, what up, big Thomas right there? World War comic killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, he got a dope comic book himself. I mean, check out his articles on the comic book. My yeah, man Tom right there. Cool. Hey, yeah, Tom is uh, awesomely cool. All right, so then tell us a bit of About your background then and and how you got started in comics then, because here's your young man, you know, you moved about, you know, you have family with books, you know, collecting. But how did that inspire everything going forward?
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, when I was a kid, that's what I thought I was going to do was create comics, in all honesty. When I got about, maybe I was around 12, 13, you know, and they they bring you in, the school counselor brings you in and they ask you about career. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do comics. My parents were like, hey, I don't know. But (laughs) as, as time went on, you know, like, you know, I started, I was really good at programming. So I learned how to program computers and that kind of just took me as a career, but I always knew I wanted to get back to it because it was just the one thing I really loved was comics. And so when I got the opportunity, you know, a couple of years ago, really 10 years ago, I started writing a story for it. Just, just the story of Terminus Vale, building the world and, you know, thinking of characters, all you know, all of their history, their backstory, and then you know, two or three years ago, I was like, you know what? I've been putting this off so long. I've been thinking about this my whole life, and so I just you know took the plunge, man, and, and started writing the script, and you know, got building the art team, and you know, we're here now.
0: That's beautiful. Well, that's, that's actually great. So, when you started writing it ten years ago, was it with the intention to start then, or, or you you know you built the idea and stopped?
1: Yeah, it was like I wrote the idea. I wasn't that to start then because I just I didn't I wasn't ready to start then, yeah. but I didn't know when I was going to do it. It was just like, all right, I got this idea. It's cool. Let me add on to it. Let me add on to it. So year after year, I'm just adding more and more and more on it. And then, you know, I got to a point in my career where I was just like, man, work is not what i wanted like i can't see myself just focused on this for another 20 30 years like it's not fulfilling and so i was like what will fulfill me and I, I I ran back and was like man you know i always wanted to do comics and i got this story i've been just adding on adding on adding on like i got to do so something with it
0: so as you build in the story
1: where, where those inspirations come from for the story itself yeah yeah so there's you know, I, I generally generally like team books, so I've always liked stuff like Wildcats. So I've always liked stuff like X Men, like mm-hmm. those, you know, big big teams. And there's you know dynamics between each character and all that. But I would say kind of the core maybe influence of of the story was Ghost in the Shell. So, you know, I go I love Ghost in the Shell. I love the show Sack that they did. I love you know the movie. And well, one thing I always you know fell to my heart was like man, like what would this feel like if it was in like urban America? You know what I mean? Like what would it feel like to have something that that kind of play with some of those elements of, of futuristic technology and, you know, cyborgs, Android, stuff like that. Like, what would that feel like? And so that kind of was what was the basis of some of the stuff that I was thinking about with Terminusville.
0: And then you're already working in tech. So you would probably try to build this for real, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I could, yeah, I try. <laughs>
0: All right. So, start explaining then some some of the key characters, right? Because from what I understand, there's a group here, right? The Guardians International Security Group, at the center of the Tournament's veil. So, tell us a little bit more about this private security team and the challenges they they face.
1: Yeah. So, the Guardians International f- uh, Firm is basically founded by their leader Chuwan, who is a a Wing Chun master. Uh, he's been in private security for decades, and you know he's built this team over the years to kind of combat this one person and this there's this dude Dr. Clarence who basically he's a he run he's a chief scientist at a top you know technology based company like a you know basically like like you know the equivalent of like a Lockheed or you know somebody who's in military defense and they're constantly making new inventions all across not just in military but also in health care and, and all types of things. And so both of them are kind of locked into this 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 tech race a bit where Dr. Clarence has kind of been behind a few the uh, robberies and stealing other people's IP. Okay. And so that's how Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how the Guardians kind of get involved with this is they end up transporting one particular invention. They get attacked while they're transporting it. And then the story kind of unfolds from there. Oh,
0: wow. There we go. Did you hear that? So, all right. So as you're mentioning that, that power struggle. Elaborate on that dynamic of that power struggle and how does that overall shape the story then between those two protagonists? I mean, yeah. Do we get to find out how they met, you know, initially and how did they, they maybe – I mean, because I, I kind of see them as a, what, well, like a Professor X Magneto type, right? Different ideologies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely different ideologies. And we do get to see how they meet, not in volume one, unfortunately. We're just really kind of first showing this this first interaction between the that team and them trying to figure out like why are we even involved in it. See, Chuan hasn't been quite honest with his team about Ooh. everything that's going on. And so we get to see it from their eyes when we're experiencing Terminus Bell, where you know, from Dash and Sue. Yido, all those characters, they have no idea that Dr. Clarence and Chuan have been kind of at each other's throats for, you know, some time now. Okay. And so we're seeing it from their standpoint. And Chuan's kind of slowly you know drip feeding everybody what they need to know at certain times <laughs> gotcha just, just, just like
0: most leaders that are that, that shady cheese there we go i love <laughs> yeah. this, this
1: is what i mean there's
0: a lot of espionage there's some crazy stuff going on it's tech i, I, I dig it because i mean it is the gorgeous book that's something i definitely do want to know because this baby collects the first four books right mm. of, of terminus veil so, so tell me what, what has been the, the biggest challenge at, at Learning Curve from number one up to four and then,
1: you know, now bringing us a graphic novel? Yeah, yeah. So from one, I I, I would say the biggest learning curve was really understanding the art, and the, the, the writer-artist process. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm coming from a writer standpoint. I can't draw f- for a lick, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, like it's learning, you know, how to, you know, Give somebody vision, give someone freedom, you know, as far as artists, because, you know, it is a story I've been writing so long. I've got a real personal connection to it. And then giving them freedom to to change things on the fly and then understanding, you know, where, you know, where do you bend, where do you break, and where do you pull back at? So I think that's probably been the biggest challenge is just learning that like now at, at issue four, you know, the art team we have for issue four. You know, we're very much locked in for issue five and issue six so you know that part of it helps to kind of grow so like, i would say that's that's been the biggest growth
0: you know i want to ask though on top of that then you know being coming from that writer perspective i mean was it challenging for you to create that art team did you know how you wanted everything to look offhand you know?
1: <laughs> no man i i kind of work the reverse way so like i use i spend a lot of my time looking at the art station looking on behance all the instagram and looking at different artists and then i just kind of find an artist that matches the style i think i would okay. want to see so i i, I don't want to I, i'm not i don't feel like i'm technically sound enough to tell an artist hey man you should do it in this type of style but <laughs> i'm like but i feel like if i can find somebody who does it then that's how i kind
0: of i get it i mean- they're going to be like, who's this new Jack? No pun intended. To <laughs> right. <what they're> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: digging. I'm digging. All right. So number one, you know, that, that communications. Did it help? Pro- did it progress going forward then from two?
1: You know, or, or was there a new challenge presented with two? Yeah, there was a new challenge because we had to get a new artist. Our, our first artist was Jordan Saying on issue one. He did a, just a great job. We had to get a new artist for issue two. We had to get a new artist for issue three and a new artist for issue four. Oh wow. Um, just, wait, wait, yeah. what
0: happened? How, how did that even work out?
1: <laughs> yeah, was that yeah, It, it yeah. wasn't. If, you know, I thought with Jordan, I knew Jordan we, we were gonna be on a timetable. I knew where he wasn't gonna be able to do it long running. But I was hoping he would be able to do two or three and, and he thought he was gonna be able to two, but do it do at least to two. But he had some things in his schedule that kind of came up yet. So he, he couldn't do issue two for me. And so then, you know, we did issue two and it just from the business standpoint didn't kind of work out with with the artists we had on there. And then issue three was kind of some of the same. It was really me learning that man, you have to, you really have to know the history, the profession of the artist. Not to say they didn't do a good job because they did. I don't wanna put out there, but business wise, we weren't eye to eye on two and three. And then okay,
0: uh, wait before you proceed on that. Then yeah. uh, what w- was were
1: you guys meeting in person, or was this done in this whole new world of, of internet and computers? Yes, yeah, this okay. this whole new world of internet and computers—the only world I know as far as comic creation, in all honesty.
0: Understood. Um, but then, see that, but when it comes to building a squad, I think sometimes having that human connectivity—that yes. that, that personal, you know, like yo, let's shake
1: hands, not virtually but in real life—that connectivity oh, is important I, For you to really gauge, you know. I agree. No, I agree with you. Um, and we still uh, I, I haven't met the Delio Diaz and Frank Albazar who work on issue four. I haven't met them physically, but we have talked, you know, over video like we, we, you know, like and we're you know, actively trying to find ways to to keep that relationship as good as possible. Like I have learned that part of it, that it it is a lot of personal connection and it is it, it's more than just, hey, we got a contract. Here's how it goes.
0: Yeah, well, fuck. okay, there we go. You see, folks, you know, communicate with your team. You're going to have something awesome, and that's great. So you've taken those lessons. You've applied it into four issues, and now you, you done did it, Jack. You had to bring it to us. You know what I mean? Let me bring this baby up. He got the graphic novel Kickstarter, and do we see it? There we go. <laughs> Wonderful internet wants to be a little slow today. But there we go, folks. Look at this book right here. Again, as I had mentioned earlier, he was looking for four got 11,288 backers seven days to go folks right terminus veil volume one look at this and it has a has a video oh folks you know what we got to do we got to watch this video you know that right all right so let's go <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Jack Harris, the writer and creator of the action mystery comic book series Terminus Veil. Terminus Veil is about a private security firm named Guardians International who are thrust into an epic conspiracy involving dangerous robberies, futuristic weaponry, and gut-wrenching betrayal. I chose Kickstarter to fund our Volume 1 trade paperback. This book includes issues 1 through 4 of Terminus Veil. It also includes character biographies, background story details, and concept artwork. The Kickstarter funds will be used to print the trade paperback. It will also be used to market and advertise the book. A small portion of the funds will be used to produce concept art for the next arc of Terminus fail. I want to thank everyone who has worked on Terminus Veil and also all those who have supported us to get to this point. I promise I'm going to work hard to make every issue better than the last. So if you like big action books like X-Men with the epic feel of anime like Ghost in the Shell, then give Terminus Veil a shot today.
0: That book looks go. It, w- it was me. It was me. You know what I mean? I got excited. I I, I didn't press darn the darn <laughs> mute button. There we go. But folks, isn't that book look gorgeous? It is it, a fire book. I mean, volume one. Right now, folks, look, the link is below. It's also in the show notes. So there's no excuse for you not to click away and show you know, awesome support. All right? So let's keep digging into the, the beauty of this book. I mean, folks, look at this artwork. Where if look at that? Actions. Ooh, Oof! What's going on here, bro?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's
0: a lot going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got these shields. We got our character Connor right there. He's basically someone's just—I want to say—shot a rocket at him. And yeah, we got these. Everybody in the Guardians has these shields that are a bit, a bit futuristic in the fact that they can kind of stop grenades and all types of explosives mm-hmm. from dealing out a large body of damage. So. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a getting a little scene of it right there, a little taste of how they, how it works right there.
0: Gosh, gotcha. it kind of absorbs then the energy that that's thrown mm-hmm. at it.
1: Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting.
0: But but I mean, who does your colors too? Because there's a lot going on, but yet oh, yeah. you know the line work, the colors, gorgeous, y'all.
1: Yeah, that's Delio Diaz on the lines and Frank Alpazar on the colors. They're a team at Box Studios. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's super dope,
0: man. Yeah, yo, for real. I mean, e- even if you look at this area here between the contrast, wonderfully mm-hmm. done, yo. Wonderfully mm-hmm. done, yo. I mean, and look at this. So, this is their uniforms right here. This is how they, yeah, this, yeah. this is how they, all right, they rock. Yeah, it right yeah. Now. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to mess with these people coming at me. <laughs> And there we go. Look at that baby right there. Look at that self porn, folks, right there. Nice thick book for issues, and not not just in graphic novel format. Of course, you can also get this on digital. You know, and, yep. and who, what's this cover, man? Gorgeous. This is so cinematic. That's the movie poster, Jack.
1: What up? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, man. That, that, again, that's dealing on Frank, man. Like they, Damn. I gave them a little, just like, hey, this is what I want to see, and they was just like, we running with it. Like anytime I. They run it every time. Yeah, that's
0: really an epic joint right there. That that needs to be a cover right there. Well, I mean, like a poster size, you know, joint. Yeah, right yeah. There. Of course. I mean, look at look at it up more close, folks. I mean, look at that work on it. Jeez, dude. Wow. Wow. Well done. And the variant. yo, look at this. Yo, yeah, bruh. Yeah. Bruh,
1: Who did this cover? Jeez. Oh man, let me let me get my. My my mind right. So yeah, <laughs> that's the cover right here. This one is done. If you've ever heard of the book Keisha Demon Eater or Crescent City Monsters, the artist. Yeah. That's John Carlo Bernal. And he is yeah, he's super dope with it, man. Whoa. Oh,
0: I mean, look at this though. Jeez, y'all. Word. My God, what a what a great looking cover. Yo, and then look at this right here. What?
1: That's a oh. Bros. They're they're Kickstarter, I call them a Kickstarter cover kings. Man, like everybody who does a cover, I feel like they're always every time I look at a Kickstarter, I see them do one. I was like, Oh man, I gotta get you guys to
0: oh, to word, man, they're in the right business because this is gorgeous, yo. What and I and I and I could really see here that course and sell that anime look real for real. The manga mm. right here, amazing, mm. yo. Oof, I want to see this as a cartoon now. Like this, <laughs> is a cartoon coming. Come on, bro, don't be teasing us now. Where, man, by?
1: I wish. I hope. Maybe one day. I ain't going to say it's not.
0: No, we don't wish. We don't hope. We do, brother. Don't you worry. It's coming. It's coming. It's all going to yeah. be part of your journey, man. For real. We got to manifest. We got to manifest, Jack. I mean, look yeah. at this, bro. You know what I mean? This is exactly how you're going to be taking Hollywood by storm, grabbing them by the neck as I turn with here, baby. All right? Let's go. Yo, man. this is a fire cover, too. This is very
1: reminiscent of a 90s cover right here. Me. Mm. and yeah, no, it definitely has that feel to it. And that's Chuan, right there, our main character. Oh, um, that's him. Oh, yeah, okay. he that's, that's the, the later
0: amateur. All right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's badass.
0: And, and I guess it was just one of the soldiers of the opposing side.
1: Uh, yeah, go, a go. A oh, so yeah, Ooh, this that. one's <laughs> this body. She's a part of the team as well, part of the Guardians, and and this one's done by Marcus Williams. Yo. He's done stuff like Tuskegee Airs. Uh He's done a lot of work, man. He's out of Atlanta. He's really dope.
0: Yeah, and it's killing me right now because I'm looking at, at at the strap and you know and the guy she holding. I'm like, yo, it looks yeah, yeah. real. It looks yeah, real. Yeah. It looks kind of like that curvy, Remember with the photo elements, the reality and
1: mm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, yo, them guns look legit, real. Whoa.
1: Like like almost like a 3D model, almost.
0: Yeah. but it's yeah. crazy. But, and that coloring on this cover is amazing. Yeah, it really yeah. pops, dude. Wow, wow. Oh snap! Th- th- this is what I look like on a normal uh, basis behind my screen. <laughs> so,
1: Want to have a fun with one, a little funner. Oh, uh-huh. uh, this one's Asia Fulmore. She's she's done some work from DC. Amethyst is the book she's worked on. I think she's worked on a few other books as well. But yeah, she's really cool out of South Carolina.
0: Uh, Man, how are you pulling these people for the cons? You just hitting them up and like, yo, I think I need you in my life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, some of that, you know, man. I I I ended up meeting Asia at um MomoCon. Um, Oh, wait a minute,
0: my man Jack went to a con and met someone in person.
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah, yo, I be, I be, I be meeting people now. I be at the cons and talking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we want
0: to see, Well, Independent creators need to hit them cons, man. For real, it's very important. You know, not just do this, but let them, you know, see the energy in life, baby. Yeah, also, yeah, how man. was Momo and how, how did you even then approach her in person uh, to, to work with you?
1: So, I mean, Momo Khan was great. Yeah, it was a really good experience. You know, I'm still kind of new to the con game. This is my, I think I've only been to four tabled at four so far. So,
0: wait, wait, still, wait. You tabled that four, but how many have you gone to prior? Have you gone oh, to any yeah. experience?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been to okay, a, okay, okay. a few cons before, but yeah, as a the first four I had the table at, but um, I gotta ask then your first time tabling because now you know you're the first time out on the
0: opposite side of the table. How did right, it
1: feel? Right. How
0: did it feel for you? Were you shy, or, or, or did you have to guide and get into a comfort level?
1: Yeah, I definitely had to get into a comfort level. Like you know, you're you're trying to figure out like how for me it's like how aggressive are you supposed to be, right? You have a new, <laughs> uh, you know, a new a new project, a project that nobody knows about there. So it's like, you know, you got to have a good display, but then you also, you know, you, you got to be able to, to to bring a little Riz game, you know, try to holler at somebody, like, come on over here, come over here. You know what I mean? So it it, it takes a little while to get comfortable at it, but, but now I feel like, you know, I'm pretty comfortable. Like I reach out and then I think the biggest part of comfort is like you said, man, you got to go out there and talk to some other creators there mm-hmm. too and get a little bit of advice and, you know. Yeah, neighbors.
0: Up. When I mm-hmm. when I table, my aisle is, is my hood. That's the block. You know what I mean? We all go look out for each other. And you know, I inspired yep. minds every time because I'm the loudmouth. So I'll be okay. standing in front of the table when we have giveaways. And I'm like, yo, you gotta you gotta participate. You gotta come here, blah 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 Check out this book, check out that. I mean, you donated for megacon. People love that book last year.
1: I appreciate it. They loved
0: it. They they were opening this book, and I'm like, whoa, this is indie. And I'm like, yep. This is indie. So I hope some of those people are the ones that have back then backed up your, your current project. Cause again it merits you, know, you you really, you know, ten years you waited. I mean I think yeah. you came in at the right time, brother, for real, do, doing the right thing. I mean, look
1: at this. And look at how it
0: looks. It just with the black and white with the title roll. bro.
1: I had to whoa. do He he gave me two of them. He so he gave me the color and then he gave me the tonal like that. And I was like, Oh man, this tonal just <laughs> it's a, it touched me. Yeah. When I seen that one, I was like, Oh Okay, okay, we can't even. We only gonna print a hundred of those. Like we ain't gonna even print a lot. Like get me this, that's... get me this on a charcoal color T shirt would be fine. Okay. Oh, you're right, you're right, Oof. right. not, yeah, tar- not yeah. black,
0: charcoal color. Char- it. Oof, it'll be, it'll pop, it'll pop. And let's take a look at a preview focus again. You know, I'm talking about how dope this book looks. Again, you want to see why? This is why. Look at this, look at this. All right, look at these pages. Look at these word bubbles. And how about, how was that learning curve for you too? I mean, to, to write in, in a comic book script format, was this something that you, you were practicing on or once, or you were just writing throughout these 10 years? And then when you decided, you're like, oh snap, how do I convert this?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just writing. Right. And you know, like it, I read a couple books on just comic book format. before I, before I started writing the script, but yeah, no, I was just writing. So it was, it's different. I mean, the books I read, I read like one that's like a by a college professor that's kind of really a formal one, and then I read one by Stan, and you know, reading what Stan was saying, I was like, all right, I think I can, I think I can do this.
0: All right. So yeah, yeah. There we go. Again, and look and look at these panels, everything. So how much input do you have on, on, on layout? You know, um, did, you, did you learn that process as well? You know, this is, my, this is how the script this is, how I picture page one.
1: Or was that also something else that, you know, took you some time to to learn? Yeah, I'm a, I am you know. I Pretty much on my script, I just, you know, say how many panels. Sometimes right. the artists come back at me and say, hey, like, I don't think you're going to be doing it at five. You might need seven or something like right. that. But, you know, every now and then I'll have what I you know, I'll call a shot actually in the panel. Like most of the time I try to give the artist free reign. I just, you know, I I write the dialogue, I set the panels and, you know, then they pass back me a layout of what they think it's going to look like. But every now and then I might call like a, a real shot and be like, hey, this this one has to be, you know, okay. a wide shot or something like that. Gotcha.
0: And look at this. This is some wild. I remember having a toy helicopter back in the day like that, and I always used to position my homies like that. All right, we're gonna shoot down the cars right there, blah, blah, blah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I love this, but again, you know, I'm just looking at just the detail here because again, look at the, the just the scenery in the background, beautiful. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's just these small details, these things here, just goes to show you know the craft.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jordan killed it. Yeah, all the all those background scenes. Yeah, yeah, he just. He's the monster, right?
0: Yeah, he did some Bob Ross stuff right here, yo. For real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it adds so much to it, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, we see the guys in the helicopters, but like to see it in this mountainous rain, like, you get now you get the feel like they're blocked in, right? There's no escape. This helicopter on top, but they can't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, they kind of screwed right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to have seen what a Bob Ross cover like this would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> And then we meet the team folks, you know, all the amazing characters. I mean, so all these characters were built in your head from 10 years ago or over the 10 years, you know, you introduced a new one, you
1: know, as a layer of the story. Yeah, as over the years, I introduced a new one. so, you know, I would say that, you know, Chuan, Dash, Yido, man, they've been here. I've been writing for them for the last, yeah, since it started. And then over the years, just you know, I was like, all right, I gotta add somebody else for for another element. Um, and yeah, man, that's how we got here.
0: Excellent. And there we go. You know, uh, oh, I had my man Tyler James. Yeah. I always, always see him up here in the Northeast. I got to interview these next cast right here. What are we doing? <laughs> but all of a sudden, you know, they got people showing you love. Look at this tremendous team that you built. My gosh. look, Pro. Yeah. Look at this. See, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a movie. These are like movie credits right here. Look at that <laughs> theme. beautiful and let's get into, into you spending some money folks this is what we need to do alright I know this is the pay week alright a lot of people on vacation some yeah, need some summer reading at the beach you know alright so th- there's stuff you could get you know what I mean out of supporting the project so of course you could be very nice. Just give them a buck to support. They say hello. I just love the content of the buck. All right. But why do that? Because for four more dollars, you could yourself a digital copy of issues one and two. You know what I mean? Get a digital copy of Veil Volume One for fifteen dollars, folks. Isn't that dope? Then you could get physical and a digital starting at twenty-five. Right. So, and I mean, when you do this one. Uh, It includes one, two, three, and four, and bonus story details, character bios, concept artwork. It's over 120 pages for 25 bucks. Come on, folks, you cannot beat that nowadays. They they sell something in in those volumes for $50 and more, right? Over here, you you got variants starting at 30 that include all. I I love the fact you're always including the digital copy with what you're doing, brother, which is great, right? And folks, you know, this. A few things left, so you guys got to jump. You got to jump. Right, look at it right here—the Bernal variant. You got to jump on it. It's a hot one. All right, do it right now. Look at this. Hold me. Tell you how many has left. they limited quantities, folks. Don't play.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, we only gonna print the like you know we got. We only gonna print so many of these variants, right? Like, all of them have number and like after they get printed, that's the we're never going past it. So. Yeah.
0: And look at this folks, you got even an original copy of the, the let me see that the Zombros variant and the original cover of turbulence Veil volume one. Oof. Fifty four? What? You can't pay. you got fire bundles, you got all all of them, all the covers for above forty nine. I mean, and that, that's a hell of a deal right there for real. Because they're saving forty five dollars off the top. Fantastic. I mean, and if retailers, retailers need to get involved. I mean, 10 copies for a buck. Whoa, that's a fantastic deal, bro. Bro, that's not bad at all right there. 10 copies, folks, for retailers. All right. So, again, you could pledge right now. I think retailers need to get involved in this. It'll be sexy on your independent section for sure. (laughs) All right get all them books again look at this i mean my man just keeps going going and going and jack writes a comic book script for you for 700 Whippa! and somebody jumped on that too so talk yeah. about that jack i mean what yeah, how, how did you come up with that because this is actually the most people i see say hey i'll help you i'll read yours but you're saying you'll 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 you're do work for hire for 700 on a script right here
1: man i mean like Whoa. I'm still, you know, I, I, I like writing. I like writing scripts. And so like it was one of those where I felt like, man, how do we how do we bring some more value to the you know, to the Kickstarter? And then I have people who, you know, reach out to me on Instagram. They're always asking me, like, hey man, you gonna do some do you do work on the side yada yada? yada. And I was like, you know, what would be a good good way to bring all that together? And I just felt like, yeah, just writing a script right here would be perfect. So yeah.
0: Folks, yeah, take 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 up on that offer, especially if you're an artist with an idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you know, get equipped with a top-notch writer like this, because I mean, all of your campaigns have been successful, right, Jack?
1: Yeah, this is my first campaign, though.
0: Oh, this is your first. Oh, that's oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You've been you've been pushing it differently on in independent market.
1: Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You know, I I funded issue. I mean, we've for the most part funded issue one, two, and three. You know, just out of pocket, and just you know, learning to sell and selling them at whatever pop up event I could go to. (laughs) Wait a minute, so (laughs) that's interesting. You
0: that's that's a real independent right here. You went out of pocket, old school style. I mean, why why not start the crowdfunding way? Being that it was available tool to you,
1: but deterred you from using it. So when I first started, I really didn't understand what Kickstarter was for comic book creators. Like, I, okay. I, I just didn't know, you know, I hadn't done any real research on it like that to, to even know that, like, man, ending scene is really, really, really utilizing it. Um, and then once I kind of, you know, started to get my feet wet in it and hearing about it, I was like, man, I don't know. You know, I ain't really got a, a audience. Like, am I going to be able to fund and, and all that? So I said, well, you know what, I'm just going to fund the first few. And then once we get to the big trade, that's when I'm going to go to Kickstarter. You know what I mean? As a way to kind of, you know, for me to not have to wait and not have to, you know, like I didn't I didn't feel like it would be good if we didn't fund on the first try. Like that wouldn't have just been good for morale and all that for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, move at my own speed and and get issue one out. And then once I got probably about to issue three, I was like, man, I probably should have used Kickstarter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but I had original. I mean, my, the original plan was always once we got to volume one to go to Kickstarter. So yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. And you know, why
0: Kickstarter though? Because again, you have a plethora of of, of out there, and then you got Zoop, and you know, and a whole bunch of other uh, platforms. You know, wh- what was it about Kickstarter?
1: To me, it was it was the one that when I was asking around other creators, they just felt like it was it was the one. You know, I could I couldn't tell you. Why at the you know when I first went down it like why not Indiegogo or like you said um, Dozo yeah. or something like that yeah so I just was like all right you know I've, I've I'm a part of a a group with a comics launch with like you said Tyler James and he's big on Kickstarter and, and he really had a lot of just knowledge around that that I could just you know soak in and so I was like all right this is something I you know I, I got some good footing on already.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And again, you're right though, to bring a completed project, you know, over the Kickstarter and say, folks, this is this is ready. This is done. Mm. So and and I'm digging it. So okay, this baby's gonna fund, right? What what's next? What's in the future for Terminus Veil? Not now that this baby's gonna wrap obviously successfully. (laughs) What's next?
1: Yeah, so you know, we me and and Frank and Delia, we all get in the room virtual room, I should say, and and we're gonna start doing (laughs) concept artwork and start working on concepts and getting what will be the next kind of stretch getting all that stuff laid out for it would be issue five to ten pretty much planning out a lot of that and then we'll start issue five's production i'd imagine around september you know in the next year we hope to do issue five issue six and then i want to do a one shot with uh one of our characters body oh. um, and so yeah that's 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 what's you know, like that's what's next, five, six, and the one. Shot.
0: All right, so are you going to take those individual issues again? You know, out of pocket, or are you going to go
1: this route? You know, going forward, I'm going to take issue five. I'm pretty sure out of pocket, and issue six. I think the one shot. I'm going to do a Kickstarter for. Um, is what I'm expecting. So, probably do a Kickstarter around you know the start of summer, maybe the maybe the end of spring. But yeah, it's just, and, and in that scenario, it'll be kind of like, hey, you get the one shot, and you get issue five and six if you, you know, haven't hey, seen it. Yeah, you you, know, you so so it's all the story of,
0: it. of the second arc. Hey, you you slick, bro. I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so it's still it's still a, a good feel. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel weird, I guess, not, not to take anything from anybody, but I always feel weird about just reading a floppy. I'm a trade guy. Uh, so I know when you want to read, like, people want to get a, oh, I like to get a whole a whole bunch of pages at one time so okay. that's kind of how i like to me? deliver you would yeah. hate
0: me, my brother because man
1: I-, I like me trades but man i'm a floppy guy <laughs> oh I-, I feel you I-, I still get floppies i still get floppies. i'm gonna say i don't get them i just love you know like i i you know i hate reading something and I'm like man i want to read some more you know like i want to oh, be I full plan. you know what i mean but that's I all get you. I get that, you know. Uh, there's some books that I can
0: read monthly, and there's some books that I'm like, oof, I gotta wait till the arc is over because I'm gonna get pissed, you know, waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll be patient. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's what those loose ones are right there. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, I gotta get bags and start reading. What? Well, this was dope. I need to add this to that reading pile. That's what I need to do too. Get, you know, and then there's GN. Right. I mean, this is what what's popping. So. Bro, are you going to be making any appearances? Is what we're talking about cons. You know, and anyone's coming up where we could see you, meet you in person. You know, and do you have floppies available that we could get autographed? At
1: oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have floppies are available. They
0: first prints, bro? Are they first prints for the speculators out there?
1: <laughs> first prints? Man, I think uh, if I count right now, like I know I don't have any first prints of issue two. I still, yeah, I cool. bought a ton of issue one. So I maybe have like 200, 200 first prints of issue one. Number um, two is
0: the rare one, folks. You heard it here first, all right? Number two, first prince, you're done. I, it's I, done. Yeah,
1: with. Yeah. I got some of three. Um, and issue four is still not done yet, it'll be done probably in the next two or three weeks. But yeah, no, I don't have any cons on the board yet. I'm kind of setting all the scheduling up for it now. Like, I'm starting to look and figure out the budget right now. Post because the Kickstarter was kind of like our. Hey, like we did it. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, whole, yeah. In, everything was going to towards the year we were working towards. So now I'm kind of just reflecting for August and September and just trying to make the the next plan. But man, I, there's some cons I want to go to. Like I want to go to MegaCon con in Orlando,
0: man. Like I want to Oh yeah, it's, it's a great show. Great independent community. Great people, man. And, and again, wonderful traffic. I, I haven't complained and speaking of vendors when I've gone. Very happy vendors. So yeah.
1: when, if a vendor is happy, you know that's a good show. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly yeah. right. I mean, we'll probably be at ATL Comic Con. We were there last year. We'll probably be there again. We'll probably be at Momocon again. We just came back from Dreamcon. I imagine I'll do that again. But yeah, it was just you know we're, our biggest deal is trying to get to. We want to have do one in South Carolina. Want to do one in North Carolina, Alabama everywhere in the southeast we're got, trying to yeah, attack. you
0: got to come
1: up north too man come on don't rustle
0: in the northeast bro
1: <laughs> no no no. i you know there's a we was we did awesome con last year i can see myself going back to awesome con again but you know, really it's just going to be me up doing a lot of applying in and probably early september and trying to figure out like all right what what do we get accepted at what what feels right timing wise cuz that's the biggest deal it's like i don't want to be I probably can do maybe one or two. I, You know, I still got a full-time job. So I want to do maybe one or two a month I'm at most and try to see, you know, you know we're, we're, what works out best.
0: Right? These darn jobs get in the way of our lives. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Don't you
0: worry. I mean, Terminus' is going to be something bigger after all these Hollywood strikes is over and all. You know what I mean? These people are going to be hungry for, for cool new content. And I think you have something here that's going to be able to feed feed that, you know. Monster safe, uh, one man. day. So, you know, it's coming. It's coming. But, you know, once people read this and they start telling Hollywood, like, yo, we, when is this going to be a movie? I mean, so get ready for those talks, Jack. All right. That's the next all level. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're oh, manifesting yeah. today, bro. All right. That's
1: what we're doing. That's what we're doing. All right.
0: On it. Folks, let's manifest another thousand dollars. All right. And more. Oh, because he only has a few days left. I mean, you guys support the-, the link is right there. Look up Terminus Veil, vale, the debut collection. All right. It's a gorgeous book of 120 pages of action-filled content and storytelling All right, from an amazingly talented team. You won't regret it. And, of course, you want to stay up to date on what Jack is doing in the project. You go visit him on social media at Terminus Veil, also below. So click away. All right? Make them fingers swollen like George Justin back in the day. All right? And, of course... You know what I mean? You can visit the website at terminusfail.com There's goodies there. You know what I mean? You can take a look at it, right? especially if you uh, if you're a you know a floppy person. <laughs> <laughs> I right, get them there. All right. So show, show that love. And of course, you know, you, you can support everything comic crusaders at crusaders.com. Follow us on social at Comic Crusaders and YouTube is comic Crusaders World, all right? Because it's my United family with undercover capes and everyone else, all right? So Jack, bro, you rock. From a a fan to a creator, I want to say thank you for being bold and brave enough to, you know, step out of your comfort zone, you know, put out Terminus Veil, share this journey, this story with us. You know, I appreciate you. I'm in love with the story and this book. I really can't wait to see, you know, what's in store in the future for this. And, of course, what's next? Yo? When when I want to see you in the Northeast and chill and get me an autographed copy of, of
1: my graphic novel. Tem, right? Tell me the con. You tell me the con. I was, what's the con <laughs> I'm supposed to be at in the Northeast? I'm going to be there. You tell me what you want to do. All
0: right. We're going to talk about it. I don't want to say it too loud and get people upset <laughs> out here because I live out here. Well, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All right. But with that, again, folks, you know, thank you for tuning in, watching. Uh, show the love. Share the show. Turn on notifications when we're on. All right. Follow. Subscribe. You know what it is. So la próxima, mi gente. I appreciate you. Much love. thank you for listening to the comic crusaders podcast if you like the content please subscribe and turn on notifications also please visit comic crusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at undercovercapes.com. and also make sure to download the comic crusaders app on the google play store today